0: Hi, this is Howard Jacobson and I am delighted and honored to be joined on the phone today by Brian Wendell, the producer of the best-selling hit documentary Forks Over Knives. Hello, Brian.
1: Hello there, Howard. How are you today?
0: Awesome. Awesome. So I was amazed to, to hear your story. You know, I, you know people may know about the movie. They may know that it's been the number one documentary on Amazon pretty much since the day you launched it how, how many years ago now? A year, a year and a half. Uh,
1: two years. Uh, two years ago in August, it came out on DVD late August, and it was in theaters in May of 2011. So it's a little more than two years old in theaters, and a little less than two years old on DVD.
0: Uh, so, for, and for all that time, it's pretty much been in the number one position, or getting knocked out by some new fad, and then back yeah,
1: okay, occasionally it's, uh, it's been number one, pretty steady on Amazon since we've come out. And uh, occasionally it'll get knocked to two or three or something like that if another documentary gets released or something. But then usually after a few weeks, um, we go back to being number one.
0: So, so that's amazing in and of itself. But what I what I found even more amazing is when I asked you before about your background in film. So, could you just share share for everyone like, what was your what was your film background before you made Forks Over Knives?
1: Yeah, it was pretty much uh, non existent. I didn't even like to use a camera or a home video camera. So, uh, I was actually, uh, Howard in the real estate business. And, um, and, but I was very passionate about, uh, about food and health for, for a very long time. And, uh, and, uh, I became, uh, went on a plant based diet about, uh, well, at the time I made the film, it was about eight years prior. So in 2001. And I actually understood some of the whole food concepts even back then and uh, intuitively knew over the years that this was a great way to prevent disease and uh, perhaps even reverse it. And I knew of some of the work out there. I knew about uh, Pritikin and John McDougall. Um, But then as time went on, I learned about Colin Campbell and read the China study um, my awareness really was on a whole different level and just the amount of, uh, you know, the, some of the research that Colin Campbell himself had done, um, was really amazing. A you know, taxpayer funded and of course, um, you know, he was, uh, he was at a top university and was really highly regarded around the world. And really what I realized was that there was a really big news story out there, namely that we have the ability to prevent... And even treat um, you know degenerative diseases, and that there was real scientific proof in this favor, and really decided I wanted to get this message out there, you know, from the clinical side, and also you know covering some of the research that Colin did, and um, you know thought about making doing a, an educational video and various things, but then realized the best way to get this message out there really would be a feature film because nobody would be able to interfere with the message. So I put together a team and uh in very short order we were uh we were we were in production.
0: Wow, that's I want to I want to come back to the movie story, but I'm curious about what happened in in 2001. What what led you to to discover and and give a try to something which was kind of a wacky idea, you know, a totally Yeah, in, in, in
1: 2000 in 2001, I really, you know, I, I was starting Basically, in the prior years before, I started cutting back uh, some on red meat uh, but still thought I was being healthy by eating some chicken and and, um, and a lot of fish because thinking that fish was healthy. And I actually just went to a nutritional conference and there was uh, various people on a panel discussion. And one of them was um, was a vegan and uh, just some of the things that he said just kind of made sense to me. And a lot of it, some of it was biological design type argument. And um, decided to try it just for for a couple of weeks, and um, I did. And just within a few days, I felt so much better, and decided that I was going to drop it uh, cold turkey, for lack of a better phrase. And um,
0: so what? And, what... Uh, the, what felt better? So, you know, you, you sound like you were reasonably healthy and vigorous beforehand, so it wasn't some obvious thing like a pain or a disease progression or a, or a really bad health number. So what what did you notice going from what you thought was normal to a few days on a completely plant-based diet?
1: Yeah, I just noticed that I felt lighter, I felt better. Um, I, I don't know, I just, I just felt like something was uh, opening up in me or something. It was just... Um, it was just—it uh, was just a sense of lightness and more energy, and it just really felt good. And it didn't take a lot of time. Like I said, it really was just uh, in a matter of days. Um, that was it.
0: Okay. Cool. So then, um, fast forward—I guess four or five years—you discovered uh, Colin Campbell and the China study, um, and you wanted to kind of bring this message. Yeah, it was a few.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a few more years than that. It was about seven or eight years, and I had become a, a fan of, uh, of someone named Doug Graham, and he's uh, he's uh, he's really into the raw food uh, side of this. He's also into low fat raw food, and also really teaches a whole food um, that is you know no oil and consuming foods in their natural state, and also low fat. So I kind of really was being versed in this lifestyle by Doug. Um, and again, it was raw. I wasn't one hundred percent, but I was doing a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, and um, so. And, and then I was starting to become aware of other people with similar philosophies, like John McDougall, as uh, as time went on. And then I came across Collins' work not when it right when it came out, but a couple of years later.
0: Okay, gotcha. So um, you know, in, the movie is partly an exploration of the science, but it's also a kind of a, a story. Uh, like a narrative or a, you know a, a morality play about but the you know both Colin and uh, Doctor Caldwell Esselstyn, um, what did you see in their stories that made you want to kind of you know dive into their own personal lives and their trajectories as opposed to just looking at their science?
1: Yeah, well when we went into this, we realized that the best way for people to impart information was really through stories. And when we had started the project. We didn't know what those stories were going to be, and we, frankly, we didn't know the film was going to revolve around Dr. Campbell and Esselstyn specifically. We knew it would revolve around these group of doctors that I was aware of, aware of um, like, uh, like um, uh, Dr. Campbell and Dr. McDougal and Neil Barnard, but didn't know where the stories were going to come from. Um, but then in doing our research, we really noticed that there were these, um, these great parallels between both of their, their lives and careers, and at some point, uh, Lee Fulkerson, the director, and I just looked at each other and said, "Why don't we just build this as the core of the film? These two guys and their parallel stories, and how we they met later in life and became friends? Because it really is amazing. It's almost like you couldn't write a script better than that, and it was right in front of us, uh, in front of us as reality." You, know, you had two uh two uh, met, um, two people that were born around the same time. They both um they both grew up on farms, they both went to leading institutions, they both had a, a moment in their careers where they realized what they were learning really maybe wasn't true. Um, then they both went on to do their own research and then they both ended up coming to similar conclusions around the same time and ended up becoming friends. <laughs> so it was just something that, you know, in our research we were finding these parallels to be fascinating and said, hey, this is the stuff of a movie. And um that's kind of how it really went down. It really uh it was really it was really amazing.
0: That's great. So so I'm curious, you know, they're both extremely busy um they're well known in their fields were they open to a a realtor with a film crew coming in and making a movie about them were they like <laughs> doubtful or gracious like how hard did you have to work to get them to participate we, are, we
1: did. We, we did have to work at it especially especially with Colin Campbell because we were going to do some we, we really had in our minds we were going to really travel we didn't want to just put them in chairs and do sit down interviews but we really wanted to go on a journey with these with these uh, gentlemen and so um yeah, we, we met uh Dr Dr. Campbell said, Yeah, I'm I'm open and interested, you know, but I'd like to meet with you guys and we went up to Santa Rosa where he was going he spoke at a uh, John McDougall Advanced Study Weekend. And uh we spent about an hour and a half with Colin and and uh, I was with uh with Lee Falkerson who has a pretty extensive background in it and uh he was very impressed and we told Colin that we were gonna do something that was you know, is very close and true to the science. We weren't gonna we weren't going to make a negative film, and we weren't going to, um, we weren't going to bash the other side, or make something that was uh, sensational, um, or, or had any kind of contri- uh, contrived aspect to it. And I think he was very impressed. And by the end of it, he said, um, by the end of the meeting, he's, uh, he he kind of said, "I'll I'll go all the way. I'll go all the way with you guys. I believe in what you're doing." And um, and he did. And you know, we had to film him in uh, Virginia and Ithaca, New York, and. In Washington D.C. and then, of course, we went to China with him. And and, and Dr. Esselstyn, not as many locations, but we still shot him in his farm, and and we shot him at the Cleveland Clinic as well. So it took some convincing, but uh, these 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 guys are, they they are what they, what you see is what you get, and they they were uh, they were really uh, they're really about getting this message out, and were willing to work with us.
0: Oh, that's great. So the movies you said has been out for over two years. Um aside from the the box office success and the you know the fame that's come to it and the, and the you know all all of the sort of hollywood measures of success that you've achieved what do you what do you see the movie as having accomplished in the world regarding your your initial mission
1: The thing that's really um the real thing that's really been amazing for me is that we're really starting to see uh, meat and dairy products for what they are, and that's unhealthy foods. And I think the dialogue has really shifted in that favor. Um, really, so much of this, so, so much of the issue has been that people think we really need meat for protein and dairy for calcium. And that's been kind of, it's been almost like a, a dogma for so, so long. And I think that that dialogue has shifted. And, and also, I think the other thing is just this kind of general sense that so much of our uh, chronic health issues are really um, attributable to our genes or just uh, or bad luck, and uh, people really are seeing that the food is the source of problems, uh, and they're seeing that more now than ever, and we're seeing a lot of indication of that.
0: Mm. And in, in terms of the people you, that you've touched, so, you know, I, I've, I discovered the China study Before it was published. So, and I read it like, you know, the week it came out and I was very much involved in this world. So, so I knew about Colin Campbell and these guys for, for years. Most people I know have never heard of Dr. Campbell, have, have never heard of the China study, but they have heard of Forks Over Knives. This is like the thing that tipped it into sort of mainstream public consciousness. Do you hear from like ordinary people who tell you what the movie has, has done for them?
1: Uh, every single day, Howard, we get emails. Uh, one could just go to our Facebook page and just look at all the posts. They literally come in every day. Our Twitter feed... Um it's uh... literally every day it's amazing and then of course i just hear through people always calling me or, or or if i go to events and telling me stories of people they knew sometimes you hear stories oh, my goodness, I was trying to get my, you know, my loved one on a, on, on, a, on a vegan diet for so long and I uh, couldn't do anything, and then they saw the movie, and that just changed them. So, yeah, this is something we hear all the time, and it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a very satisfying experience. It's, it's great. It's so great that so many people have been positively impacted by this message.
0: Cool. Now, it's, you don't just have the DVD, right? You have other products as well. Talk about those briefly.
1: Yes, we have a couple other videos. We did a a follow up video called The um, Forks Overnight Presents the Engine 2 Kitchen Rescue, which kind of shows people in a video how to do some of the, you know, just some basic food prep. Um, We also did, we also have a really great DVD called The Extended Interviews, which is, you know, we interviewed uh, these great leaders in the plant based field for so long and so much of it didn't get into the film. So these are, this is about about an hour of, Of outtakes from uh, from the film, from the outtakes that didn't make it into the film, really, really good. And then, of course, we have uh, we have the the Forks Over Knives companion book, the plant-based way to health. Um, That's done very well. It basically just gives you some more basics on how to do the diet, and has 125 recipes. And then there's Forks Over Knives, the cookbook. Um, with uh, our author, uh, Del Shrauf, um who did an amazing job putting together over 300 recipes that all kind of fit the whole food plant-based uh, guidelines, all oil-free, and um, re- really good stuff.
0: Cool. Do um, you, you have anything uh, coming out in the, the next couple of months for people to keep an eye out for?
1: Um Right now, we're working on uh, two additional books. Uh, we're going to have two. One book will come out next year. So nothing in the next couple of months. But we have a uh, a forks over knives uh, uh, transition guide. Um, that's what we expect to come out next year. And then after that, we're going to have uh, forks over knives family guide. Um, so the first the first book being transition, basically, it's going to give people specific steps on what to do. To go from an omnivorous diet to a to a plant diet to a healthy plant-based diet, and a family guide will deal with a lot of um, you know a lot of people have questions about families and children and things like that. So we're going to that'll be that'll be the second book that we have come out, and that's slated for uh, 2015.
0: All right, keep keeping busy. Yes, sir. So I got one more question. So you know the, uh, the the transformation genre is a pretty hot. Um, documentary and just you know in general, uh, people love to see before and afters and makeovers. Um, and the other um, mode of eating that's getting a lot of attention these days is paleo. And mm-hmm. you know, people can certainly you know, lose a lot of weight on paleo when they when they drop sure. the standard American diet, and it often comes with pretty intense like CrossFit type workouts. What's what's your take on paleo? as uh as as another way of getting fit and healthy. Yeah, I mean
1: the thing the thing is the standard American diet is so bad. <laughs> you could do a lot you could do a lot of diets and feel better, but uh, but paleo, you know, paleo diet is is still a, a high meat diet and um you know, I think for for me um you know, I want to be on a diet that really protects me. From, um, from having heart disease and, and diabetes, and right now the evidence really is in favor that the best way to do that is on a plant-based diet, not on a diet that involves animal products.
0: Right. You don't think that somebody could make a, um, a forks-over-knives type movie about paleo and have the kind of science that you bring to it?
1: Well, I don't think the science is out there that a meat diet supports, uh, you know, almost 100%, for instance, in heart disease, almost in 100% of cases, if you put somebody on a whole food plant based diet, they're gonna, they're gonna either stop the progression or reverse the heart disease. I just don't think the evidence is there for paleo.
0: Right. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm, what I'm noticing. You know, people can, can look good and feel good. And, you know, for me, anyone who looks good and feels good and is happy with their life, I'm not gonna tell them what to do. But the, You know, it's, it's almost miraculous what happens when people go whole food plant based in terms of the doctors are shaking their heads and they're, they're, you know, they're looking at the, at the old lab results and the x-rays looking for the mistake because what they're seeing is simply not possible.
1: I agree and we hear stories like this all the time. Actually, it's funny you bring this up, Howard. We just, uh, learned about a doctor in St. Louis. And he actually was the director of the St. Louis uh, Division for, um, for, for Wellness and Disease Prevention. And he really, he watched Forks Over Knives and was just so amazed at the information. And he actually said that it was ironic that he learned about this information through Netflix. <laughs> and, of course, he went on to read the studies on his own, Incorporated it into his own life because even though he was the head of this division, he still found that um, that he himself was had had very high cholesterol. He was over he he was um, overweight, Um, but then he himself adopted he read the research and then he himself adopted the diet and had a miraculous uh, turnaround in his own personal health and now incorporates it into his own lifestyle. So it's uh, it's pretty pretty interesting.
0: Wow, it's great it's great that there are people who can be so open minded. Because you know, to me, that's that's kind of the hallmark of of the film, and certainly of uh, of doctors Campbell and Esselstyn, is that they kind of threw away their careers to you mm-hmm. know at least that's what it looked like at that point. To yes, to, to and, and, and you know, and,
1: and, and Colin Campbell's case specifically, I mean, he really he really went against the grain of what the thinking was at Cornell, and he paid you know he paid a price for it. Uh, I don't think it was as severe in, in, in Dr. Esselstyn's case, but in, certainly in Dr. Campbell's, it really was. Um, out, especially back then, when he was uh, coming out with the results of his China project, and he was coming to these conclusions. I mean, it was uh, it was heresy to say that uh, that you know animal protein really was uh, was not only good, not, um, not only that um, animal protein was bad for us. It was absolute heresy back then. So uh so yeah, these, these gentlemen were very bold and open minded.
0: Right. Well it's it's interesting to see, you know, how far we've come. Um I've been I've been going through my cookbooks because I've gotten a lot of new cookbooks lately because there's so many great new plant based cookbooks on the market, and so I have to kind of decide which of the old ones I'm getting rid of, and I'm looking at the ones from the eighties <laughs> and the late seventies and the early nineties, and boy, we've come a long way. Both in terms oh, of yeah, understanding what health is and just the, you know, the, the the cuisine that's available to us.
1: It's true. The food has gotten some – even I've been on this – you know, been into this lifestyle. And, well, now it's about, uh, let's see, about 12 years, and the food is just getting better and better. As more people get into it, more people are uh, getting more creative in the kitchen and creating better cuisine. I mean, now it's just uh, – it's just absolutely amazing what people can do. So it's it's a good time to be into this lifestyle. It's not like it was you know 15 years ago for people when it was it was really hard if you went to cities to find food that's prepared this way, and it was really delicious.
0: All right. Well, you know, you you and forks over knives have both benefited from the trend and certainly accelerated it. Uh, you know, in a, in a world where there's social media, where people can tell each other easily, where people can watch it streaming on Netflix or buy the DVD for for under thirty bucks, uh, and where all this interest and and energy is coalescing around solving this this huge problem, so uh, you know, I want to commend and congratulate you for for jumping on when you did and for for helping to steer the movement. You know, so much farther and faster through through all your efforts.
1: Thank thank you so much. And and you know, Howard, I think it's a it's a really good time. And you know, it's not like when we were growing up, our all our uh, all our information really would come from a limited number of sources. Now there's so much information out there, and a lot of it's not good information. But the point is that there's a there's an open competition for ideas, and I really think that this concept is so strong. That uh, in, in, in an open marketplace of ideas, it really is going to win out. It's only a matter of time.
0: Right. I've, someone once told me that the truth doesn't need you. You need the truth.
1: <laughs> I like that. So uh,
0: you know, it's it's nice to be uh, to be shoulder to shoulder with with biological reality. To...
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so,
0: so Brian Wendell, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. My pleasure. Thank you, Howard. Take care.